prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I'm so very glad that you could join me today. I want to talk about the loving care of the Father, how to walk in it, how to obtain it. I hope you will enjoy this journey with me. I have experienced it in such a powerful way recently. I am still experiencing it. I want my fellow believers to understand how to walk in it also. And for those who don't know Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you can't walk in it without him. And the things happening in the world today will eat our lunch and pop the bag in our face. We will fall apart without him and his loving care. Yep, you heard me right. Even those of you walking with the Lord are going to experience extreme hardships. But he is the reason you don't fall apart. As all of you know, I am a first-time grandma. I am so excited about this new role the Lord has given me. There are already wonderful testimonies of my new role as grandma to a wonderful, beautiful baby boy. Well, recently, because of personal circumstances, my world was literally ripped apart. My flesh wanted to fall apart. That is when I made a personal choice. I was not about to fall apart. I began to continue my prayer for my grandbaby's safety and care. I had been and still am praying out the rest of his little life for him. I started reading my word with more intensity. When I wasn't praying, fasting, and reading my word, I would go on YouTube and find every left behind or tribulation movie I could find and watch it. This has had an effect on my poor dear friend and sister in Christ. <laughs> I kept saying I can't find my footing in this. It wasn't until I said this to my pastor, when I told him that I was having trouble finding my feet, the Lord spoke up and said, you aren't going to find your footing. That is because I am carrying you right now. How powerful is this? He loved me so much that he was carrying me at that moment. His joy and strength entered my soul. I am slowly getting back on my feet, but I miss the little boy so much. I can't wait to hold him again, but more importantly, I can't wait to have my daughter back, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, and walking out her Christian walk better than I ever could. That is what I am waiting for, to watch her raise her child in the fear and admonition of the Lord. It is an Describable joy to me in the mere truth that a holy, righteous Lord, King, and Creator would feel so much love for me. When I found the Lord's salvation, He baptized me in His great unsurmountable love. It was like waves rolling over me. The tide would ebb back and forth over me. I can't describe it any better than this. It was so engulfing that there was nothing for me to look back to. James 1.17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights 
with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. What a wonderful gift, the gift of his salvation, his redeeming love. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I call it a gift because he does. According to Romans 6.23 For those of you who have a salvation testimony to give, and I believe everyone has a testimony about the day they became a Christian, the day the Lord passed by them. I would love to hear them. I would love to post these testimonies on my page. And unless you will tell me to put your name in it, I won't. People don't always have to know every last detail. But we are not supposed to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to talk about it often to anyone and everyone who will listen. If we are ashamed of him in the gospel, he will be ashamed of us according to Luke 9.26. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me in my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. His salvation is how we enter into his care and keeping. And there are so many scriptures in the Bible that talk about his faithful love, care, and keeping. Please go search for it in your Bible. This is the first step in his word and love becoming real to you in your life and your Christian walk. So how does a believer walk in his love, care, and keeping? You walk in it by prayer, fasting, and reading your Bible every day. Learn about his thoughts for you. They are endless. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. There's also Jeremiah 29, 11, and Matthew 10, 29-31. This is how you are in his thoughts. He also talks about how he keeps us in so many scriptures also. My favorite scripture talks about his great love, care, and keeping in Psalm 121, 4-7. Behold! He that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Isn't this powerful? Do you know that you can use scripture to pray? And I will be having an interruption on this exact statement later this week. Remember what happened when Jesus went into the wilderness to fast? 
and prayed? Satan came to tempt him. And with each temptation, he would speak scripture to Satan. Why? Because the Lord is Lord. And Satan cannot fight against the word of God. When you use scripture in your prayers with steadfast faith in it, the Lord promises it will not return void according to Isaiah 55:11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. My favorite promises are found in Psalm 91. I pray this scripture every morning over myself, my friends, and most importantly to me, my family. I hope you use this passage in your prayer time also. But let the Lord speak to you as you read his word what scriptures he wants you to use in your prayer time. It has transformed my life as well as my prayer life. There is absolutely nothing more powerful than his word. Psalm 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. In 2 Peter 3, 8-10, the Lord promises to come back to collect all of the true believers in him. And this is his promise to us. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, 
in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt away with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. This is also a promise to those who have not yet chosen to walk with the Lord. Yes. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior yet, He has a promise for you. He wants you to obtain His love, care, and keeping. Are you lost today? Then it is by His divine providence that you are tuning in right now. It is a divine appointment created by Him to reach out to you today. For those of you who have not made Jesus Christ of Nazareth Savior and Lord over your life, I want to introduce you to, to Him. So let's look at the Ten Commandments in Exodus 21, 1-18. through 18. Let's look at it like we would be looking into a mirror. But let's use this spiritual mirror to look deep into our souls. I like to call this a soul check. I use this mirror often for this purpose. To repent so that I can draw ever closer to Him who can save to the utmost. And God spake all these words saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Has the Lord brought you out of bondage yet? Well, what are you putting in front of him? What takes precedence before him in your life? Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. What idols are we worshiping? Like a favorite singer, actor, food, etc.? We can make anything or anyone an idol before the Lord. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Do you hate the Lord God? Just like we can show him we love him by walking uprightly before him, we can show him we hate him by our actions concerning his word and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments do you want his mercy and love or are you keeping his commandments thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain how many times have we used the name of the Lord outside of prayer and testimonies. This is taking his name in vain. How would you like it if someone used your name and added damn it behind it? As if that was your name. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Did you know that one day of the week is considered a tithe to the Lord? Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. 
in it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. That's right. He made it holy. You see, even the Lord needed to rest. So if we are created in his image and likeness, don't you think our bodies, which are created by him, would need to rest? But we sleep at night, you would say. Yes, we do. But we need to rest in Him. His rest. Take one day to give all the glory back to Him and all of His provisions for us. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Do we honor our parents? Do we show them respect whether they deserve it or not? Do we forgive what they have done or are doing to us or have not done and are not doing for us? Thou shalt not kill. Did you know that you can murder someone even with your words? Our words have power according to Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Have you looked at someone with lustful thoughts? In Matthew 5.28 it says, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And that could go for women too, looking on men like they shouldn't be. Thou shalt not steal. Have you ever stolen anything? Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Have you ever gossiped about someone? Have you ever lied? Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant or his maidservant, his ox, his ass, or anything that is thy neighbor's. In the Merriam-Webster dictionary, covet means to wish for earnestly, to desire what belongs to another inordinately or culpably, to feel inordinate desire for what belongs to another. Inordinate in the Merriam dictionary means exceeding reasonable limits, immoderate, disorderly, unregulated. In the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, the word covet in Hebrew is pronounced amad, meaning to delight in, beauty, greatly beloved, delectable thing, delight, great delight, desire, goodly, lust, pleasant, be pleasant, pleasant thing, precious or precious thing. So have we in any way coveted anything of our neighbors, even in our minds? You know, it is not the evil thought itself that is sin, 
But when we meditate and or pay attention to the thought, that the thought, then that thought becomes sin. James 1.15 Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So the word of God says that if you have broken one commandment, we have broken them all. James 2.10 For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. So if this is true, what hope is there for us? Back to our Father's care and keeping. Romans 8. There is therefore no, now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So you see, Jesus Christ of Nazareth is our only hope for salvation from the curses of the law. His blood sacrifice paid the price for our redemption. So let me ask you, are you ready to come out of your life of sin? Are you ready for the Lord to redeem you from the curses of the law? Are you ready to live under the wings of the Almighty? If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, this is how. Let me introduce you to him. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask him for his forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to him. Thank him for his forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice-making decisions. Let him influence your choice-making decisions as you get in his holy word. Ask him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you, but it is just an outline. The real work begins after I pray with you because it is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins.
and I ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's mighty name, amen. I want to take a moment to welcome you to the family of God. I am so excited over your decision to walk with Christ Jesus today. Heaven is celebrating your decision today. I have a cloud of witnesses interceding on your behalf to run your race to the end and run it gloriously. Be sure to tell others of your decision today that it is your first step of faith and placing a seal on the deal. And I can't wait to hear your testimonies. Find a church you will fellowship in. Sit under that pastor for at least a year. I promise you, you will grow. Get in your Bible and pray. And get in your Bible. It is food for your soul. And pray continuously. When you pray, God tells all of heaven to be quiet so that he can hear you because he is interested in every last little word you have to say. He loves to hear your voice. For the rest of you tuning in today, thank you so very much. I am so glad you joined me at my little house of prayer today. I hope that this message blessed all of you. And please join me next week at my little house of prayer. Remember, I love you, and Jesus loves you more.